time is something that it's almost hip not to believe in anymore. I feel there's so much going on out there about how arbitrary and restrictive and limiting the very complicated popular conception of time is. And people are so willing to say, oh, it's made up. Oh, it's just a construct. But oh, we still have to live in it. And oh, isn't that so oppressive? And um, mm. like, let's cancel daylight saving time and like, go, let's go, let's change the calendar to, you know, like people are experimenting with time. Mm-hmm. Four day mm-hmm. work week, you know, there's mm-hmm. so, there's so many radical beliefs about time right now. Mm-hmm. And, something I'd love to talk about with you is just sort of the, the people, the, the moon, the popular, the popular experience of reality and, and, and what that, what that shows us about where we are. And I wonder what is coming up for you in all this turbulence that we see all around us. And in, in so many conversations with so many people having to do mm. with time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you you kind of managed to strike upon the one facet of what time could be that didn't come up as I was sort of, you know, preparing my body to talk about (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, you have a sense of, like, how I work through these things by this point. I feel like, you know, I'm very much, like, trying to empty myself of anything which comes up. So, you know, a lot of stuff was coming up around, like, the metaphysics of it around um the embodiment of it like you know what do we know about the mechanics of it and what does that not explain but somehow you managed to find something related <laughs> to I'll, I'll call it like the political reception of time perhaps yeah. i'm not sure works like, that yeah. is what i was asking about for sure yeah um and that's like it's so far away from like you know all the things i previously mentioned <laughs> we'll get there I, don't worry I, I mean, I think, you know, this is like a pro- probably like a really good opportunity for me to go on for too long about like my overall view of like, you know, energy and thought forms and stuff. But without doing that, I, I guess I could say that like what you're touching upon is like very much in the realm of like what I would call thought forms hmm. and maybe like somewhat connected to like mechanical embodied like views of time like when you mentioned like shortening um the amount of time in the work week um you know that's probably uh you know in some ways connected to how people are feeling about the cycles in their body Mm -hmm. right i think like if we kind of like peer into like the realm of where those kinds of ideas come from there's a whole lot of like sort of form there Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a whole lot of like economic thought form a whole lot of like uh you know like i guess like social temperature kind of thought form but i do like that theoretically it's addressing something which i feel like is directionally accordant with the way i think about you know how we think about time now and maybe like how we're starting to think about time uh, which is to respect it as being like something which arises from the confluence of many 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 cycles right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
and some of those are like yeah like the circadian rhythms of the, of the body how much can we actually um yeah like load our bodies before we have to unload you know does unloading correspond to like recuperation or is there some kind of like fudge factor between recuperation and unloading and you know how does that affect our ability to like load ourselves again um which i think gets kind of closer to like metaphysics that like i tend to like paddle in a lot of the time <laughs> um but yeah some of the other things you mentioned like daylight savings time i mean to me that's like a very like uh, you know it's, it's a somewhat clear example of how um thinking of time as an abstract concept is very like um you know, viscerally divorced from what's happening in the sky what's happening on earth and then you know also like it accounts for what's happening within our bodies and between our bodies right because there's this sense that like you know based on what's happening on earth what's happening in houses like you know we're going to use electricity a certain way um you know we're going to enjoy more sunlight etc so i i feel like you know as you can already see like hopefully i'm asking you answering your question but you are. i'm kind of like already sort of bridging it to like the things that i care about when it comes to time and I'm picking out like the positives about how people are thinking about it. Um, and surprisingly not giving any of my awareness to some of <laughs> the things which feel sort of iconic or thought form related to me. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to start there was because I think that it's one of the few places, even in the popular or maybe to use your word, political consciousness where the metaphysical reality underlying the thought form is is bursting through it's one of the levers that people are are reaching for to try to pull to stop this machinery of nonsense and i, I you you pointed to so many let's call them like more real reference of time than clocks and calendars, et cetera, mm-hmm. like the body, like the seasons, like the sky. And, uh, and, and you, you, and the way you put it when you were talking about the body, I thought was really beautiful because it was about, it was about capacity. It was about just how much, how much like to the ultimate measure of time almost for the human or for the, for the body, for the living body of any kind is like how much, action can you take before rest becomes necessary mm-hmm. and and rest is just becoming necessary on such a massive scale that that i i feel like the very nature of whatever time is is bursting through the walls of illusion and you know saturn saturn is saying what's up to everyone mm-hmm. so, so 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 now I, I do want you to tell me something about what's on the other side of, of that matrix or, or barrier that's being burst through here. Like, like, like it's so, it's such a, it's such a defining construct of our experience, shared experience time, whatever time really is, is so defining. Mm-hmm. What, what is, it like 
for you when you <laughs> let go of thought forms and feel into what's there? Well, thank you for the question and also for reflecting and making legible what I said to you previously. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you do a great job. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been saying to people recently how like my guidance has me navigating by time versus space. Mm. You know, like, what does that mean? I feel like hopefully this frames things a little bit, but um, I have like a pretty ex extreme approach to like, you know, thought forms in general. I'd say like every time a thought comes up, I try to see if it can be released. And most of the time it can. Mm. Um, and most of the time at this point, like I don't, get repeats of the same kinds of thoughts which are attached to the same blockages in my body mm. um but um which is to say that like i think the the way that probably most people like think about i would say like turning possibility into time is like literally to think about it right so um uh in so so many lineages they talk about the upper chakras the throat and the third eye as being like you know part of the causal layer of the energy body and um you know for me like what that means is basically that like what comes out of like the many possibilities which flow through earth on you know what you could say are like many many different timelines um ends up being kind of like imprinted as time by what we see like how we conceptualize what we see how we turn that into symbols mm -hmm. how we operate on those symbols how that surfaces opportunity and then how we choose and how we execute an opportunity right like at at like a very like um non-granular level you could say um so when i say that like i navigate reality by layers of time um and not by like say space or by thought forms i would say that like my my way of being and you know this is very um ennudening for me you can say <laughs> is to you know like literally like what it feels like is i'm trying to navigate the layers of a body and those layers re reflect different scopes of time and then based on like how those layers feel and like how many you know different ways i could navigate um those layers and i'm thinking very much of like fascia and like sheets and layers of collagen is um you know it's very somatic like i know what it feels like for my body to touch chaos and i know what it feels like for my body to touch order and then i end up on a timeline observing myself doing the things that um got me onto that timeline <laughs> <laughs> so you know yeah like i think obviously like i'm invoking a lot of thought forms with the words i'm saying but hopefully in a way you know i've answered your question like this is kind of the way time feels to me as stripped away from thought forms as possible while still having to articulate them in thought form um yeah does that help <laughs> yes the 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 thing i picked up right from the very beginning of it is that you made it seem particular to experience this as time as opposed to space which are things that we 
you know, understand from physics to be perspectives on the same medium or something. Um, and I, I, I don't, I didn't hear you say that time, time is like the more real or more correct orientation to, to relationship to it than space is or something. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I want to know what you've, what, what your like relationship to that relativity is like, what, like, what is, what is space consciousness as opposed to time consciousness, given that it's just a point of view. Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. Um, I mean, so I guess to talk about this, I have to sort of lay out things which are very difficult to um, justify, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, empirically, for for sure. But um, I think I'll say, like, for me, like, a very... I'll, I'll, I'll like put out some definitions of time, which I feel like help to orient this, right? And, you know, one of my favorites is like how in the Bulgarian language, the time, the word for time, which is Vreme, is also the name or the word for um, weather. Ooh. And, That's <laughs> a good one. and then when you say Vremeto, it's like, it's made like the definite article of um, the weather is like a season, right? Which takes it right back towards like, more like something that we tend to think of as time or something which can be like accumulated or measured um yeah chopped up um via flow form right so um <laughs> uh yeah i guess like for me like you know you know how much i dislike hierarchies of information i feel um but for me like time is primordial to space <clears throat> i would say that like my understanding for most humans from you know given my definition of time is that like even when you're not looking at a clock we we sense that time passes on a somatic level right and you could say that like our hearts beating our lungs are expanding and and uh deflating (laughs) instead of collapsing Mm -hmm. um you know there's so many cycles that are going on in our body which um you know take place in a time and they give us a feeling of time like a weather of time and i'd say before we had you know eyes before we were vertebrates i would say that like our our ancestors as far as you know like species go you know did not really have the apparatus to perceive space in the ways that we tend to perceive space so in that sense i would say that time feels primary to space for me and then also say for my ancestors and you know uh-huh. I'm leaving space there for people whose ancestors have like a, a different um kind of development <laughs> through time yeah. um yeah does that does that answer your question? yeah well i i think my main reflection is that my lineage is also experienced time as primordial so I'm becoming conscious of not of no one in this conversation being <laughs> of a spatial, primordially spatial orientation. Mm-hmm. So I want to leave space for the possibility of that perspective. Mm-hmm. Although I did hear something in what you just said that makes me interested in the word experience, mm-hmm. which is also 
which is how you described, first of all, the sort of, you know, uh, archaic life forms that couldn't experience, that didn't have a perceptual concept of space. Mm-hmm. The implication being they experience time. But I think maybe what you were actually saying is more like time Time is just a is a description of experience and something about whatever time is fundamentally mm. is is just is a is a an ordering of experience or experience takes place in a sequential manner. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's it's almost that space, and this is again, like perhaps there are other lineages that experience this a different way, but from what it from from what it feels like to me to consider spatial experience, it feels like everything everywhere all at once, right? <laughs> to use a to use a, a, mm-hmm. a very popular meme from a very beautiful film, mm-hmm. which is not an experience to me, or mm-hmm. or maybe to put it another way, I've had a few experiences like that, that I wouldn't call temporal or temporally located experiences. And, (laughs) and that for the most part, what we call experience is things happening one at a time or a few at a time, but, but, but really, and, and you said something about stepping outside of time or seeing the, the, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but you, you sort of said, you said something about being on a timeline and seeing how the timeline that you're on got that way or something. And that's a sequence. That's a sequence of experiences. And, and maybe we just call that time. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I think you, you know, uh, I really appreciate how you're articulating between two uses of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Time is something that can be experienced and also time is maybe like some kind of fundamental composition of like whatever the we want to call the base material. I think you call it a medium, right? Mm-hmm. Of reality. Um yeah, I mean I think that's like a that's a really interesting um discrepancy, I guess you could say, to like tumble around in my body mind. Um I'm trying to figure out if I was just using like it's one just colloquial right uh-huh and you know does it does it make sense for, for us to actually like at least in this conversation name them as different things which is like yeah a somatic experience of time versus time as some kind of geometry of like the medium itself uh-huh. right yeah um and yet there's something in my body mind which is telling me that there is a way to relate them versus just like hold them apart which is difficult because it doesn't necessarily feel clarified in my field right now um i mean i i think it's fair to say that like the somatic experience of time is like a very dense formation of karma right which is to say that it's like we're we're pretty much like locked into some very small subset of ways of experiencing you know the fundamental time um just by virtue of the way our bodies work and you know as much as you meditate as many thought forms as you clear like i don't think you're going to get to a fundamentally different like sustainable experience of time without like your body perhaps doing something very unpleasant for you or for anybody unfortunate enough to be looking at it um, <laughs> um but yeah, I think it, 
like maybe it's okay to leave it there for me at least is like um and I was kind of wondering if like this conversation would kind of go towards these places but I think it's like very humanizing to say that like for instance in your case you said that experience for something to be experienced it has to be temporal right and I think um I'll, I'll maybe qualify that as I tend to do and say that for some you know it's worth us speaking about sustainable experiences of temporality as something distinct from the fundamental essence of <laughs> whatever that is around we've reached the point in this time that you and I are sharing with each other where people outside of this time who are hearing the time that we spent talking about time together are going to become amused <laughs> that the container that I have promised for these conversations in terms of time is going to be exceeded in the conversation about time, which is uh, exactly how I should have known and hoped that this would go. Uh, but I, I, I want to be really respectful of that constraint because I, I, it's like one of the defining reasons that this, this show exists is to be generous toward the embodied lived experience of the time of the people listening so that it isn't completely filled with the thought forms of other people and that they get the, uh, the, the, the relational juice of these kinds of exchanges in as time respectful a, a way as possible. What do you think of that given your sort of inclination to, to deconstruct things. <laughs> um, you know, with respect to both, yeah, the fundamental essence of time and the somatic experience of time for anybody who's listening to this as well as our and somatic experiences of time. And also with respect to fun, I guess I'll just like say that like for me, a, a deity named Kali is now like the cultivator of the third eye of the somatic you know the body mind of our galaxy and in you know malayalam and sanskrit like kali literally means time and um it feels very appropriate that you could say perhaps that we're we're moving from like a, a chronos archetype um which has a very rigid definition of time to being like cultivated um by a goddess like Kali which in, in some ways you could say means like the multiple times to me and um you know being a little chaotic with people's time may lead to some stabilization of their time going forward <laughs> or backward 